Hey everyone and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. As you can tell, this podcast is already a little different. We've done these before where we've kind of taken a subject, a serious subject. We haven't uh, really taken out the time to add music or anything like that. We're just going to uh, dig right on in. I was, uh, man, it's, it's, it's late 30, I will just say, as I'm recording this. And uh, I had um, dinner with my good friend Ben Pace, who's been on the podcast um, earlier tonight. And we were talking about briefly, we talked about Afghanistan and we talked about it very, very briefly. Um, but there was something that when I came back home after eating with him and uh, fellowshipping, it just kept coming up in my heart. I couldn't I couldn't shake it. You know, I don't talk about the, the purpose of the podcast. Obviously, you guys know is first John four, uh, four, where it says you are of God, little children and have already overcome them for greater is he who is in you than he is in the world. We want to talk about what's going on in our world and even culture from a biblical perspective to find and to remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he does in the world. And so that's what we've been doing. That's what we will continue to do. But I'm not going to just hit record if I don't have anything, if the spirit of God doesn't give me something uh, to minister. So so I, I may touch on what's going on. I may not. Because once again, this podcast isn't meant for me to just share my opinion on something. I need to have a word from him. And I believe I have a word from him where this thing is concerned with Afghanistan. And you see the title, Lord, Behold Their Threatenings, How to Pray for Afghanistan. Let us pray and we'll dig right on in. Uh, Father God, thank you so much for this time together. We ask, Lord, you speak beyond us as the very oracles of God. Speak beyond me as the very oracles of God. That which would invoke a change. And will take us up to a new level in you. In Jesus' name, amen. First of all, let me say this. I can't begin to imagine uh, what our our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan are going through. I, um... I really, I can't begin to imagine. I can't, I can't sit here and say, you know, man, what I would do in that situation. I, I, I've been, I've been blessed to be born in America. I mean, I feel like that's what the Lord has called. That's what He ordained, right? I mean, that's what I feel like. And so I'm, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of the fact that I'm here. I'm not saying no. I wish that I was in. Uh, born in Afghanistan and I was there doing that or, or that I was called to be a missionary there. That's not my calling. Uh, but at the same time, on the same token, on the other side of the coin, if you are from Afghanistan or if you are a missionary in Afghanistan, I believe the Lord called you to do it. You see what I'm saying there? So I'm not trying to identify with, um, our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan, missionaries, those who are from that country who have been born again. Uh, I can't begin to imagine the, 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 the terror, the potential terror, the potential horror that they feel, uh, that they hold their, 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 their babies a little tighter than they did a couple of months ago that they, their prayer time is with a little more fervency than it has been before because they don't know if this, if today is going to be their last day. A lot of them have transitioned, um, by the, the method of, of murder by murders, by murderings, uh, have transitioned to be with the father. And there's a better resurrection that lays that, that lies ahead for them. We're going to talk about that a little bit. 
But anyway, I want to say that from the jump, I can't, I am not uh, presumptuous. I'm not up here saying that I identify or I can say, oh, I know how you feel. I have no idea. I don't. And I'm not, and I'm, and I'm not ashamed that I don't have any idea. Because like I said, I believe that God called me to be where I'm at. But at the same token, I believe that God called them where they're at, but not to just be martyrs, not to just be that. There's an honor to that. There is a greater and higher resurrection, better resurrection. But let's get into the word. And, and you, some of this will make sense what I'm endeavoring to say. If I just let the scriptures talk, man, I tell you what, we'd be in a better shape. Come on, Elijah, you ought to know the program by now. See how hard it is sometimes. It can be difficult to um, stay in the middle of the road with things because you want to throw in your little opinion there, your little thought there. But the thing that remains past this life is the word. Let's go. Acts 4, 23. Here, here we go. You may The peas may pop a little bit on this podcast. You may, you may have heard some popping right then. Like I said, this was just going to be raw and unfiltered because what is going on in the world right now is raw. And unfiltered. So therefore, I want to respond accordingly. As my as my little little small token, small uh, my small attempt to sympathize and to show compassion to what's going on. My small attempt, and I pray that the word of God gives those who are in Afghanistan who may hear this podcast. And who maybe there's someone who can translate or things of that nature. I, I don't even know how all that works, but hopefully this gets to them and that it can bring peace, comfort, and hope that through the patience of the scriptures, they would have hope in this season. Okay. Acts 4, 23 through 31 scriptures, scriptures. All right. And being let go, this is after that the Jews told them that they can't preach and teach no more in the name of Jesus. The religious leaders told them, that Peter and John, that they can't preach or teach anymore in the name of Jesus. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and they said, Lord, you are God. They probably said Jehovah, you are God or Yahweh. Who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them? Who by the mouth of your servant David has said, watch this. Why do the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. We see later on that to oppose the church is to oppose Christ. That's what Paul, uh, the, the, the road of, to, to, uh, of Damascus, that's what happened with Saul. Excuse me there. It's later. I'm recording this late, so I'm trusting the Spirit of God to help me, man. I, I need to be in bed, but I have a burden, and I got to get it out. Here we go. That's what happened on the road to Damascus with Saul of Tarshish. And um, we see that Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? So to go against Christ, to go against the anointed ones, to go against the church, which is what, what is happening here. For truly against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed, both uh, Herod and Pontius Pilate, when the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose uh, determined before to be done. Watch this. Now, Lord, behold their threatening. 
And grant to your servant that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word. They spoke the word of God with boldness. That word boldness literally means, watch this, freedom of speech is literally what that means. But he said, Lord, look on their threatenings and grant to your servants all boldness. He didn't say, Lord, look on their threatenings and, you know, just magically make it all disappear. No, he said, look on their threatenings and grant us. He's they're casting the care. Peter is, is the one leading this prayer. And isn't Peter the one who by the spirit of God said, cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. He's casting the care of it. Lord, you behold the threatenings. You, But give us boldness. Oh, man, I'm getting goosebumps. That's what I'm praying for our, for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. That the Lord, not just the, not just the people there who are born again, but obviously them, but also the missionaries who were there who, who weren't able to leave. That God would grant them boldness. Freedom of speech to preach the word. But watch what he says here. Lord, behold their threatenings. When he says behold their threatenings, it's for the purpose. This is what commentators bring out and what the, these Greek words mean. It's for the purpose of frustrating and punishing. That's what it says. Behold their threatenings for the purpose of frustrating and punishing. The only other place in the New Testament where this word occurs is in Luke one twenty five, when the Lord looked upon elizabeth the mother of john the baptist to confer a blessing upon her that's the only other time that the word is used in second chronicles though in the old testament we're going to read that here second chronicles 24 22 the lord well let's read it second chronicles 24 20 this is where lord behold their threatenings comes from i believe second chronicles 24 20 through 22. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest who stood above the people and said to them, thus says the Lord, why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has forsaken you. So they conspired against him. And at the command of the king, this is a higher rank the high-ranking officer, right? The, the king of the land is telling them, kill this man, stone him with stones in the court of the house of the Lord. Man, what nerve. Thus, Joash, Joash, excuse me, the king did not remember the kindness which Jehoiada, his father, had done to him, but killed his son, Zechariah, stoned him. And as he died, as Zechariah died, he said, watch this, the Lord look upon it and require it. The Lord look upon it and repay in the new King James. This word where he says the Lord look upon it, I believe is this. And, and some scholars believe is the same word. This is where Peter and the guys who are praying in unity are drawing this verse from. This may be a prayer that they wrote down. Maybe they wrote it down. And then they prayed it all together. I don't know. But it. Uh, but anyway, I believe that this is the verse that they were taking this from, from the from the uh, the writings, from the Torah. 
And they were taking it from this. Lord, look upon the threatenings and require it. He says, Lord, behold, behold their threatenings, Acts 4, 29, and grant your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word. And in, in the Young's literal, it says, well, Young's literal is a literal rendering of these verses. It's kind of back, talks backwards. But if we would live uh, with the Jews in, in that time, uh, we would be the ones talking backwards, talking about Kiki, do you love me? And all that kind of stuff, talking about uh, Bet and all that, all, you know, our little lingo. We We would be the ones talking backwards to them. And now, Lord, I don't know why I thought about Drake first. But anyway, and now, Lord, pray for me. And now, Lord, look upon their threatenings and grant to your servants with all freedom to speak thy word. A freedom of speech is what they're praying for. It's beautiful to notice that in the heat of this unjust persecution, the church hands over the quarrel to the Lord, the quarrel with the officials, with those who are out to kill him. It says the nations that's the heathen. The nations are raging. That word rage means to to snort. And I'm not talking about snorting cocaine. No, no, no. It means to snort, to vehemently neigh, like a horse is what it literally means. To act with rage, literally like an uncontrolled horse. And this is the only time this word pops up in the New Testament as well. Why do the heathen rage? To, it means to snort. <laughs> To, to neigh like a horse. They're out of control. It's like an, they're like an uncontrolled horse. An uncontrolled horse can cause a lot of damage. But he says, why did the nations rage and the people plot? That word nations has to do with the unsaved Gentiles. That word people has to do with the Jewish people who believed in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But they were opposing them, talking about the apostles, with preaching the good news about Jesus, right? Because it was against the law when they didn't realize that he actually fulfilled it. You see what I'm saying there? So the nations rage. Keep that in mind as we go through the podcast. Nations and people. The nations rage and the people plot. So the unbelievers, those who are unbelievers, who are vehemently against us, are, they're like an uncontrollable horse. They're raging. And the people, those who believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but who, who don't understand that Jesus fulfilled the law and think that we're trying to make Jesus God when he and the Father are actually one, that this is the case, it is true, but they think we're trying to do away with the old teachings, when what we're saying is God fulfilled them, those people are plotting vain things. They're meditating on vain things. He said that the Lord behold their threatenings. In Second Chronicles 24, it said, Lord, look upon it and require it. And it, it's not like it took 30 years for God to do that in the case of Zechariah being stoned. The Bible says, it says the Lord, Zechariah said, the Lord look upon it and require it. In verse 22, verse 23 says, and it came to pass, watch this, at the end of the year. Man, by the spirit of God, I feel and I sense to go ahead and speak it out. I'm saying, Lord, look upon it. Look upon what's happening in Afghanistan. 
You see all, you know all, you know what's going on. Look upon it, sir, and require it. And I believe by the Spirit of God that by the end of the year, <laughs> we'll have some testimonies. We'll see, uh, we'll see revival. I'm telling you, in the midst of great persecution comes great What's the word I'm looking for? Great glory. <laughs> great, great and eternal weight of glory is what comes out of this light affliction. But what I'm saying is the Lord looking upon it and requiring it, doing something about it does not have to take 30 years. It doesn't have to take a hundred years. In this case, in Zechariah, at the end of the year. How can we pray for him? Let's go through this really quick. At, by, let me finish that though that story in uh chronicles at the end of the year th th there was a host of syria that came up against the king who, who stoned zachariah and they destroyed all the princes of the people but it was at the end of the year i believe some things will happen by the end of the year why because we're praying that the lord would behold their threatenings in afghanistan that he would behold the threatenings right not only behold it require it Oh, let's move on. How do we pray for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan? Point number one, here's what we do. Pray for a supernatural awakening and spread of the gospel. That's what they said, right? Lord, behold their threatenings and grant to your servant that with all boldness, we can communicate the word. We want to spread this gospel even more. So that's what we pray for. We pray for a supernatural awakening and spread of the gospel. Second Thessalonians, we're going to camp here in Second Thessalonians chapter three. Second Thessalonians has some amazing revelation here. Second Thessalonians three one says, Finally, brethren, New King James, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it is with you. Finally, brethren, he says, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it is with you. The word of the Lord, meaning the gospel. It says that it may have free course in the old King James, literally may run, that all its obstacles, that all obstacles, excuse me, to its progress would be removed. That all the obstacles may be removed. That the things that would try to diffuse it uh, would be taken out of the way. That the word of God would be freed and unhindered uh, like the sun. That it may rejoice as a strong man rejoices to run his, his race. In, in Psalms 147.15, it says, he, he, talking about God, sends out his command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. We're praying for a supernatural awakening and spread of the gospel that the word may have free course, that it may run, that it can run freely and that all the obstacles to his progress will be removed. Point number two, the second thing that we are to pray for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan, pray for supernatural protection. Second Thessalonians three, two. He says, also pray this, that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have faith. That word unreasonable, the word originally means out of place. Watch this. Or weird. He said, we're praying that God deliver us from these weird men. 
from weird people. Have you ever? No, never mind. But see, his definition of weird and our definition of weird are two different things. We're not talking about a kid who eats his own boogers. See, we would say that that's weird. But Paul's saying these guys are weird because they're trying to kill us when we were wanting to declare unto them the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, here's something. Here's a big burden on this second point that's strong on my heart about supernatural protection. There's a big burden on my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, what we just read, right? Let me read it again. Also pray that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men for not all have faith. Ladies and gentlemen, it is indeed scriptural to pray for deliverance. Because I feel like there's a stigma there's that Satan has tried to make it so that uh, Christians who are being persecuted feel like they can't pray to be delivered from it. Oh, no, we can't pray to be delivered from. It. We just have to go through it and, and, and die. Now, now, like I said, I'm not discounting anything. There is a better resurrection. We're going to get to that verse. There is a better resurrection to those who do who go that route. There's a crown that awaits them. Jesus talks about in Revelation. That word crown literally means Stephen. So in other words, Jesus named this prize that martyrs will get. He named it after the very first martyr in the Bible, Stephen. You know, in the NBA, uh, Kobe Bryant, he, he, of course he, he, and I believe it was nine others, uh, died tragically in that helicopter accident a couple of years ago. Well, 2020 last year, right? Yeah. And, um, Man, it's still surreal for me. Matter of fact, I'm thinking about it. I did a podcast like this with no intro, raw, uncut, when that happened, when Kobe uh, had uh, died, when, when he passed away. But anyway, I bring that up because of the simple fact that in the All-Star game that year, uh, or not that year because of COVID, I think the year after that, uh, they named the All-Star Game MVP award after Kobe Bryant to honor him. Because he had won so many MVPs in the All-Star game. Now, why do I bring that up? Well, because of the simple fact that Kobe passed away, the NBA then has an award in his honor. I believe that this is a concept that Jesus himself first adopted. Stephen was the first martyr. So this better resurrection, so this crown that's reserved for those who are martyred for their faith is named after Stephen because he was the first one. That's just something that I find absolutely beautiful, man. I tell you, but at the same token, it does not take away from the fact that praying for spiritual, excuse me, for supernatural deliverance is scriptural. Let's read a couple of instances where Paul Paul is held up as an example. Let's see some examples where Paul does this. Romans 15, 29 through 32. I'm convinced. Passion translation. That when I come to you, I will come packed full and loaded with the blessings of the anointed one. Oh, I love that. That's why I plead with you because of our union with our Lord Jesus Christ to partner with me in your prayers to God. My dear brothers and sisters in the faith, with the love we share in the Holy Spirit, Fight alongside me 
in prayer. That's what we're that's what we're doing. We're identifying how we can pray for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. Ask the watch this passion translation. Ask the father to deliver me from the danger I face from the unbelievers in Judea. For I want to make sure that the contribution I carry for Jerusalem will be favorably received by God's holy ones. Then he will send me to you. He didn't say if he sent. He said, then he will bless God. He's got faith about this. He's decreeing it. Then he will send me to you with great joy in the presence of God, in the pleasure of God's will. And I will be supernaturally. I will be spiritually refreshed by your fellowship man i'm over here fumbling over words like i said guys it's late but this burden on my heart is strong i want to get it out he said though pray for me that i would be delivered wait a minute paul i thought you know i thought you were just supposed to die that you're just supposed to because like i said i believe the enemy has made this stigma he's made this thing he's made it so that believers think that are in other countries who are persecuted, even those in the States and parts of the world and here in the States that are persecuted, they think, well, you know, we can't pray for God to deliver us. We just pray for courage to endure it. And God does give supernatural endurance. God does do that. I'm not discounting that. But what I'm saying is, all I'm saying is simply this, to pray for supernatural deliverance is scriptural. From persecutors, is scriptural. Second Corinthians one, nine through 11 passion translation. Again, it felt like we had a death sentence written upon our hearts and we still feel it to this day. It has taught us to lose all faith in ourselves and to place all of our trust in the God who raises the dead. He has rescued us from terrifying encounters with death. And now we fasten our hopes on him to continue to deliver us from death yet again. Wait a minute. He rescued us from terrifying encounters with death. And now we fasten our hope on him to continue to deliver us from death. As you labor together with us through prayer, because there are so many interceding for us. Watch this. Our deliverance will will cause even more people to give thanks to God. What a glorious gift of mercy that surrounds us because of your prayers. This is why we're supposed to pray for Afghanistan. We're not praying for Afghanistan so that God, I'm not praying for them simply that God will give them courage to die. I refuse to simply just pray that I refuse to. I'm praying for deliverance supernatural deliverance because it's scriptural to do so It's scriptural to pray for supernatural deliverance and get this and watch this and to receive the supernatural deliverance to encounter it to have it let's keep reading here he, he says in the, in, the, in the old king james he said he delivered us from so great a death he does deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver <laughs> I'm saying we're rubbing it in Satan's face. We're not letting him trick the church into thinking that you simply have to die. You don't. You can pray for supernatural deliverance and get it. Second Timothy three eleven through 12 passion translation. 
and the same persecutions and difficulties I've endured, you have also endured. Yes, you know all about what I had to suffer while in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. You're aware of all the persecution I endured there. Watch this. Yet the Lord delivered me from every single one of them. <laughs> I had to hit the table. That's good. The Lord delivered me from every single one of them. For all who choose to live godly as worshipers of Jesus, the anointed one will experience persecution. How come I hear that verse quoted more than I hear where he said that the Lord delivered me from every single one of the persecutions? But I hear quoted more so, now you know, brother, everybody who lives godly, now they're going to have to suffer persecution. Yeah, but also, did you read the verse before that, though, where he said that the Lord delivered them out of all of it? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, the Old Testament says, in Psalms, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Second Timothy. 4, 14 through 18. I'm just showing you cases after cases where he said, I'm praying for deliverance and he got deliverance from persecution, from certain death, from sentences of death. Second Timothy 4, 14 through 18. You need to know that Alexander, the jeweler, has done me great harm. May our Lord give him what he deserves for all he's done. The King James says, may the Lord reward him according to his works. <laughs> be careful for him for he arrogantly opposes our ministry at first there was no one i could count on to faithfully stand with me they all ran off and abandoned me because the persecution was so hot there were sentences of death but watch what what paul goes on to tell timothy but don't hold this against them for in spite of this my lord himself stood with me. Woo! I'm praying that the Lord Jesus himself would stand with our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. And I'm going to continue to read this in the form of a prayer for my brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. Lord, I pray this for them now that you, sir, would stand with them empowering them to complete their ministry of preaching to all of those non-believers non-believing nations so that they could hear the message and be delivered from the mouth of the lion <laughs> and that you father would continue to deliver them from every form of evil and give them your life manifestation of the zoe god kind of life in your heavenly kingdom may all the glory go to you jesus alone for all the ages of eternity. That's second Timothy four, 14 through 18 in the passion translation. And I read the last part in the form of a prayer for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. Second Thessalonians three, three, let's go back over here. But the Lord Yahweh passion, passion translation still is always faithful to place you on a firm foundation. Watch this and guard you from the evil one. It literally means he's able to protect you from the evil one. Well, Elijah, if this is the case, if we can pray for deliverance and also see deliverance, how do you explain these people who just so willingly 
seems like that they would rather die. Where does that come from? Well, Hebrews eleven thirty five here says this. In the New King James, women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured. Our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan are being tortured. Not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. You can't not accept deliverance unless it's been offered to you. Now, a lot of commentators believe, and I believe that there is truth in this. Uh, they believe that when he says not accepting deliverance is that people make it have made, made it optional for them that you can be delivered if you simply renounce Christ. Well, we, we've heard about that over the many years of uh, maybe in, uh, if you've read any of the book of martyrs or if you read uh, from uh, different uh, church, early church writers who tell you about people who the offer was made for them to live if they would give up their faith and worship uh, this emperor or denounce Christ, all that. We, we're under, we understand all that, correct? All right, great. And we also can look in the Old Testament with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego with what Nebuchadnezzar did uh, with them in saying that um, I'm going to give you boys another chance to bow when you hear the music. And if you don't, you're going to burn. But they didn't bow. Get this also, though. And they didn't burn. <laughs> See, what I'm saying is they were thrown in the fire. They were thrown in fire. This is before the Holocaust. This is Jews being put in fire. But it didn't burn them. This is Jews being put in the oven. But it didn't burn them. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not Daniel. Let's let's take Daniel. He was thrown in the lion's den. The lions didn't need him. And what happened though? What happened though? What happened as a result from the lion not eating him? What happened as a result with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Well, in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in Abednego's case, Nebuchadnezzar said everybody needs to worship their God. They changed their government. Oh, do you see what I'm saying here? Oh man, that's good. What happened with Daniel? King Darius made the decree. We're going to worship. Listen, we're going to worship his God. And matter of fact, throw the suckers in here who set him up. Why? He had he had Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego experienced deliverance. I believe there's two sides of this coin. There's deliverance that can be offered by a dictator who says, hey, either you renounce Christ or we kill you. But I also believe that there is deliverance that is offered to those who are going through persecution by Christ himself. Elijah, how could you say that? This, this verse right here, not accepting deliverance. Well, listen to the, the Young's literal, the Young's literal translation, excuse me. Women received by erasing again their dead and others were tortured. Watch this not accepting the redemption that a better rising again, they might receive others were tortured, not accepting the redemption. This word deliverance is shown up, shows up in the Bible 10 times, nine of those 10 times it refers to look it up for yourself. Uh, Bible hub, Greek words, um, help study, all that stuff. Look it up. It refers to Christian salvation, 
deliverance and the redemptive work of Christ in what God did in Jesus, the grace of God. What am I saying? What I'm saying is simply this. He, sa he says here, others were tortured, not accepting the redemption. That word, Christian salvation, the deliverance, the redemptive work of Christ, because they wanted something better. They wanted the crown, the crown that's named after the first martyr, Stephen. Point number three, as we wrap it up, pray for the radical sal salvation of those who are persecuting the church in Afghanistan. Passion translation, Matthew 5, 44. However, I say to you, love your enemy. Bless the one who curses you. Do something wonderful for the one who hates you and respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them. In Acts 4, it says, why did they, they quote David? Why do the heathen rage, the nations rage, and the people plot vain things? As we wrap it up, let's go back to Psalms 2, 1 through 12, and read where this comes from in the Passion Translation. I've been reading it all podcasts. We might as well end out, end out with it. How dare the nations plan a rebellion? Their foolish plots are futile. Look at how the people, how excuse me, look at how the power brokers of the world rise up to hold their summit as the rulers scheme and confer together against Yahweh and his anointed king. That's Jesus saying, let's come together to break away from the creator. Once and for all, let's cast out those, let's cast out these controlling chains of God and his Christ. God enthroned merely laughs at them. He doesn't laugh at the people getting persecuted. He laughs at those who are going up against them because he knows he laughs at them because of the simple fact that the sovereign one, he goes on to say, mocks their madness. Then with the fierceness of his, of his fear, of his fury and his anger, he settles the issue and terrifies them to death with these words. He terrifies them with words. The Bible says that Jesus, he spites with the sword from his mouth. With these words, I myself have poured out my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I reveal the eternal I will reveal the, the eternal purpose of God for he has decreed over me. You are my favorite son. This is Jesus talking, saying what the father has decreed over him. And as your father, I have crowned you as my king eternal. Today, I become your father. Watch this. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations. Ask me to give you the nations. And I will do it and they will become your legacy. Your dominion will stretch to the ends of the earth and you will shepherd them with unlimited authority, crushing their rebellion as an iron rod smashes jars of clay. Listen to me, all you rebellion, you rebellious kings and all you who and all you upstart judges of the earth. Learn your lesson while there's still time. And that's what I say to those opposing the church of the living God in Afghanistan. Get it together. Learn your lesson while you still have time.
serve and worship the awe-inspiring God, recognize his greatness, and bow before him, trembling with reverence in his presence, fall face down before him, and kiss the son because his anger is roused against you. Remember that his wrath can be quickly kindled, but many blessings are waiting for all who turn aside, who repent to hide themselves in him. We're praying for the persecutors to come to their senses, to learn their lesson while there's still time because God is just God's not mean. God's not looking to, to, he's not looking to, to, to hurt anybody. That's not his, that's not what he does. He's not in that business, but he is just, and he will judge righteous judgment on those who are opposing his church. I simply pray that they get it together because like he said in second Chronicles, Lord, look on it. Look on these threatenings, behold the threatenings and repay. And ladies and gentlemen, I believe that at the end of the year, we'll hear testimonies. We'll hear, we'll hear of people who accepted deliverance, not from man telling them to reject Christ, but accepting the redemption that Christ has offered. And I believe you can do that by living and you can do that in death as well. But I'm saying it's scriptural for us to pray for deliverance and to see that deliverance happen. Paul was stoned. He was stoned to death. And the church came around him and prayed. And God raised him up from the dead. I believe that we will have accounts and we will hear from this that's going on in Afghanistan. Not only in Afghanistan, but in other countries that are being severely persecuted. This has our attention, but obviously we know that there are many, many countries where to, to profess Jesus is to court death. But we're not afraid of death. <laughs> but I believe we'll have accounts of people who had, who did die, but they were raised to life again. Well, because we're in the last of the last days and God's pouring out his spirit in the most mighty way imaginable. And those in this hierarchy, those who are opposing the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, those who are going against them, the Lord is the Lord look upon it and require it. They are to repent before it's too late. Let's pray. Father God, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. We say, Lord, behold their threatenings. Behold the threatenings of those who are opposing the church of the living God in Afghanistan. We say, Father, look upon it and require it. We say, look upon it and repay. And we say that at the end of the year, Oh my, that at the end of the year, there'd be recompense. There would be stories. There'd be revelation. There would be uh, plots. There would be plans to bring about deliverance, Father. We say that, that we, we, we acknowledge that supernatural protection is appropriate for us to pray for. Father, we pray that they are, would be delivered, that the, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in Afghanistan, and all, not even there, not just there, but also all over the world that's experiencing persecution, that they would be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, people who are just weird, people who are uh, out of control, people who are out of control like an 
a, a horse that's out of control, that people, these nations that are raging, Father, deliver them from it. We are confident, Father, that you have delivered. We say that you do deliver, and we trust in you that you will yet deliver those who are going through this, Father. We say that they'll be able to say, like Paul said, that all you're aware of all the persecution I endured, yet the Lord delivered me from every single one of them. Father, we say deliver them. Deliver them from every single one of them. They don't all have to die. They don't all have to do that. There'll be those who, who will lay down their lives and there's a better resurrection that follows. It's not nothing to be sad about. It's something to rejoice about because you have, you have ordained and reserved a crown that you've named after Stephen, the first martyr. You've ordained a Stephen for them to wear this crown that's named after them father we rejoice in that as well we thank you lord that even those who are being tortured father that you would give them strength in their spirit man father you said that the strong spirit of a man would sustain them in bodily pain and trouble so we say that that strong spirit would rise up in the midst of them being tortured, in the midst of them going through agony that we can't even possibly imagine, that that strong spirit inside would rise up and sustain them in bodily pain and trouble. Father, that you would deliver them from the mouth of the lion, that you would deliver them from the enemy, that you would deliver them and guard them from the evil one, that you would protect them that you would guard them, that your favor would surround them as with the shield. Father, bring people around them that would hold the rope, that would hold on to the rope. I'm reminded in the book of Acts where Paul, they came and they wanted to kill him, but they were those who put him in a basket and they held on to the rope as they lowered him down. They aided him in getting away. Father, I thank you that you would move on people to aid these believers in Afghanistan, these missionaries in Afghanistan, people that would have it on their heart to hold the rope, to lower the rope so that they can be able to escape, so that they can be able to preach this gospel. We ask that the gospel of Christ would have free course and that it would spread over Afghanistan in a way that it hasn't spread before. And Father, we pray also for those who are persecuting the church. We pray for them, Lord. We ask you, Lord, that you cause them to come to themselves. Visit them in the night. Cause your angels to visit them. Let them see into the realm of spirit. Let them see what they're getting in bed with. Let them see the filth of persecution. Let them see the enemy that has been attached to it. And let them repent, Father. Or else that your, your justice would take place. We don't want anyone to perish on either side, but we want everyone to come to repentance, Father. Father, we trust you to do what only you can do. We say that everything that the enemy meant for evil, you will turn for good. We say everything is working out for the church in Afghanistan. It's working out for their good and your glory. They will not be overcome by evil, but that they will overcome evil with the good in Jesus name by this time by the end of the year we will see and we will hear reports of deliverance of the spreading of the gospel and of those who did the persecuting being radically saved in Jesus name amen hey guys thanks so much for hanging out with me 
It's late here. My goodness. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. Thanks so much for being a part of this podcast. It's important that we pray, but that we pray according to the word. Because if we do that, we know he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know we have the petition that we desired of him. I love you guys so much. Leave a rating, uh, a comment, a review on Apple Podcasts for the pod, for the, for the Greater Than Podcast, and let us know that it blessed you. Like I said, no fancy music on this one. Uh, Frankie didn't edit this one. He did not edit it. We're not attributing it to him. He did. I just posted it. It was on my heart. Because this is a serious matter that needs to be talked about. And the Lord gave me words to say, and I prayed, and I hope that by the Spirit of God, I was able to convey them in a way that brought forth understanding by his spirit. I love each and every one of you so much. My name's Elijah Merle and brothers and sisters, wherever you are in the world, remember this greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world.